This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast coming at you live from Freedom Fest in South Dakota. My name is Nate Thurston. This is Charles Chuck Thompson. And... Right next to us over here is the one and only Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report. How are you doing today, Dave? I am doing well. You guys have great radio names. Like, this oh. is right out of Radio 101. <laughs> that's right. That's, yeah. that's good. Our, the fake names we came up with, it sounds like we did a good job <laughs> that on that. Is, but yeah. you definitely crowdsourced that thing and figured it out. I sense big things. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. How did the uh, speech go earlier? We didn't get to catch it. But, uh... Uh, I think it went well. I, yeah. I felt good about the speech. Uh, no, look, it's a great crowd here. You know, libertarians generally, not only are they living let live and agree to disagree, but libertarians like to listen to things and talk about things and debate things. You guys know that. So, so the crowd was great. Uh, you know, there's no shortage of things to talk about, obviously, between big tech censorship and lockdowns and just the rest of the nonsense. I was alerted that uh, I did the entire half hour speech with my fly down. Oh, uh, I was told that after. Nice. Um, so we'll be charging people more. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I, this is on video on demand. Uh, I, I think you should. Yeah. When yeah. you uh, when you leave California and you go to other places. Is that like just going to a different country, basically? <laughs> I mean, how how different is it when you? Yeah, it's state? wild. It really is wild. You know, the thing is that the country was, as you guys know, set up in many ways so that if you left one state, in some ways, it would feel like you're going to another country. So, in a lot of ways, even though this all feels crazy and something's not right in America, and for sure something isn't right, the idea that South Dakota is very, very different than California is pretty great. Actually, most countries throughout the world would love to have the federalist system that we have so that if you don't like it in one place, you can move to the other place. I mean, so it's a beautiful thing. That being said, in this last year and a half, it really has exacerbated where it does feel like I'm in a different country here. I mean, I have not seen one person with a mask. I've seen people's faces. People are smiling. People are hugging each other and, you know, uh, doing normal human things here. There's not a lot of... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Weird human things, I guess. <laughs> I, well, the things that have become weird in right, our modern right. times. That you once, couldn't have had a speech with your fly down in California. They no, no, it. that's no. completely... They would have put a mask over it. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Um, but, you know, California, obviously... Look, you know, these lefties, they love control. They love controlling people and telling people what to do. And then we've just seen so many people just fold like wet paper bags, just show no ability to push against this or fight not against it. Not only fold, but they're willing to tell on their neighbors in a split <laughs> second. I mean, you're not making it up. I have friends yeah. that live about three doors over from us. They were having a, a baby shower and they got narked on in the wow. middle of this lockdown nonsense. Wow. The cops said, the cops came, they said we had to show up because somebody complained. We're not going to do anything. But just that idea, we're, we're wasting resources. But even at a much more dangerous level, you know, when, when communism has spread to countries, it starts with this, neighbor spying on neighbor and we've even seen this on Facebook, you know, just in the last couple weeks, they have this new feature where you can alert Facebook about if you think one of your friends is an extremist. I mean, some really 
Orwellian crazy stuff. I think that might have happened to me, by the way. I've gone. I'm on my fourth Facebook profile. Oh, now congratulations! Last, wow, you're a four timer in the last <laughs> what, six months. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. You must be a real freedom yeah. extremist. Yeah, well, and that Chuck shows you. seems to be fine. Charlie yeah. was Chuck. a problem. Yeah, Chuck. Oh, is, oh, Chuck is doing. Now great. I get it. Chuck, yeah. Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that shows you how important that system is. That they were able to knock him off of Facebook, and then he just immediately made a new profile and posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're gonna they're gonna figure that. out a way to stop you from doing that soon enough, Chuck. <laughs> All right, so are you frustrated with the media? Are you tired of being fed the same news stories over and over again? One of the reasons we started this podcast is to give you a more well-rounded perspective on important issues. That's very that's, true. That is true. So our partners at Ground News are working to do the same, and boy, they are. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, Ground News, So just so you guys know, this is a really cool app. I've got it on my phone. I've been using it for getting show notes for the show. We found out about this a little bit ago, and I'm really excited that we get to tell you about it now. But it's an app that lets you compare how a single news story is being covered across the entire political spectrum. Okay, This is not just a news aggregator. It's a tool with tons of easy-to-use features. They help you analyze the news so you can be confident you're getting the whole story. Unlike social media and other news apps, Ground News doesn't use your browsing history to manipulate your news feed. Their blind spot feature shows you stories that are underreported by both the left and the right. So it's this really cool app that we're going to ask you to go to through our link that when you look at a story, it shows you how much it's being covered by right leaning news sites, how much is being covered by left leaning news sites, is it being covered by both of them pretty equally? And it shows you what the bias is overall. So you know what kind of bias you're getting from each one of these news organizations. It's you, a really cool app. And you can pick up keywords like rare. Mm-hmm. Rare. All right. So if you're the kind of person who's open to seeing multiple perspectives on controversial issues, then Ground News is for you. Check out Ground News by visiting ground ground.news slash GML. That's ground dot news slash gml or click the link in the description to download the free app <laughs> okay we're talking about big tech right now already yeah. so i'm going to go ahead and ask you about that what are we going to do about this we just heard jen Psaki up there saying that they were letting facebook know and i'm sure with no threat of yeah, yeah. any action whatsoever but yeah. they're going to let facebook know what posts need to be flagged and taken down what are we doing here are they a private company still no they're not a private company well first off by the technical definition of what a private company is, I'm not even sure if you can answer that honestly, because at this point, are they a private company, meaning is Zuckerberg, you know, the primary shareholder of Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Yes. But we have no idea what backdoor access they have to, you know, the government has to their servers, who they're deciding you're going to get put in the algorithm, who's not going to be put in the algorithm. And, and even if there isn't a, a smoking gun piece of paper that says this is what we're doing together, it is fairly obvious to anyone with half a brain that they're obviously deciding what information goes viral, what doesn't, who gets banned, who doesn't, what's de-boosted, what isn't, etc. So when Saki's saying that the government is flagging posts for Facebook, her words, for Facebook, we have a massive problem. And, you know, as unfortunate is we don't have a media in this country. We don't have an <laughs> honest set of journalists that might say, oh, I'm not a uh, historian, but I do have this vague recollection of the First Amendment, which I thought prohibited the government from censoring speech and working with companies to do that because that sort of coercion would be against the spirit of 
the First Amendment, but those people don't exist anymore. Well, they're they, like unicorns. they actually do exist, but yeah. they get they get blacklisted. Like well, I Cheryl think they're Atkinson's all they're all in this room we're in right, right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The only yeah. ones the only one they pay attention to is the freedom of the press. So they do remember the First Amendment sometimes, but it's their freedom. Well, it's their freedom. <laughs> their right. freedom. No, no. Well, to that point though, they they know their freedom, but they would hmm. be if Fox News was kicked off Facebook tomorrow, nobody on CNN or MSNBC would say a word. They would be cheering it on, and that's the problem. It because, actually happened to um, to the New York Post on Twitter. Yeah. Literally got banned. That's, Which, a, that's insane. And of course, it all turned out to be true. Right. It was Hunter Biden's laptop. Right. There was a lot of evil stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it oh. weird how a lot of uh, conspiracies end up turning out to be a little bit more true than what they were being portrayed to be a little bit after? The lab leak theory. Like the, yeah. like, what I mean is, they're talking about flagging things. A, a year ago, uh, say Biden and all of them were in control, they would have been flagging all the talk about the Wuhan lab leak yeah. theory. Now, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I have yeah. no idea what happened. Yeah. But we can at least talk about it right now. And that might have been something that was uh, maybe you're labeled as an extreme. Oh, I guess maybe you were already. Yeah, yeah. But how well, important look. it is that we're able to talk about these things. Yesterday's conspiracy theorist is tomorrow's truth teller. I mean, that's basically <laughs> where we're at at the moment. Like, every, they lie about everything. And then six months later, or actually, it's even happening faster than that now. Three months later, you find out that pretty much everything that they said was an absolute lie is true. And that's why what's so interesting about their move on misinformation right now, it's like, you guys lie about everything. You lied about Kavanaugh being a serial rapist. You lied about the Covington kids being racist. You lied about uh, Jesse Smollett being... Uh, uh, lynched. You lied about tr Trump and Russia. Like you've lied about everything, but suddenly now you're telling me the mm -hmm. truth. Now, but when it comes to COVID, you guys are just so freaking honest. I love it. Very yeah. concerned about misinformation now. Uh, one of the things. So we try to constantly find ways that we can actually solve the problem and, yeah. and not and not just talk about it too much. And that's why I thought you would be really interested, uh, interesting to talk to because you were once on the left, and now you're not. Okay. Supposed to give me a shot when we when you say <laughs> yeah. that. I'm supposed to get a shot at tequila. We're okay. Tequila. Well, well, we'll do that. But how did that happen? I know that you talk a lot about it in your book. How did you go through thinking that you were wrong and ex accepting and that accepting maybe you were wrong? Well, the acceptance part is the hard part, right? Yeah. Because you know what happens is, and this happens to everybody that is leaving the left or is on their way out of the left or has left the left. You start realizing it's not just that you were wrong about one thing. You were wrong about a lot of things, and and that the the tactics that you used were probably also wrong. This is why calling everyone a bigot and a racist and a homophobe probably is not the best thing to do. Called gaslighting, right. by well, the way. <laughs> well, it's called gaslighting, and, you're, and in many yeah. ways, especially in, by today's modern left, you're really saying far more about yourself than you're saying about the people that you're, that you're attacking. Yes. Um, I came around on it really because once it, once it started to crack for me, it, it's sort of like once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can do a lot of work to unsee it, but you can't. And, you know, I, I had that, that famous interview with Larry Elder where he really sort of beat me down on systemic racism. And then because of that, I was like, you know what? Let me keep having this conversation. Let's see what happens. Talk to Shapiro. Talk to Dennis Prager. Talk to Glenn Beck. And what I started realizing was I suppose I had some disagreements with them on some policy stuff. But, A, they weren't bad people. As a matter of fact, they were good people. And they were uh, generous of spirit and time. They, they cared deeply about ideas. They wanted to discuss these things. You know what I mean? Like they wanted to agree to disagree or, look, I've debated the pro-life situation uh, and abortion, uh, pro-life and pro-choice with, with Shapiro. I've debate, debated the death penalty with Prager. 
uh, Glenn and I have a couple disagreements. It's just all irrelevant. We all want to live in the same country. I, I want to live in a country with people that I disagree with. You know who doesn't? Kim Jong-un. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Not the best guy around. That's great. So so you went through that change, right? And then also, so one of my favorite moments um, over the last couple of years was you went on tour with Dr. Jordan Peterson. Oh. Um, and I, I loved all of those shows. And uh, you talked about that being life-changing as well. So talk a little bit about that experience. Um, and then my favorite moment, I think, had to be when uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about Bezos below the pants selfie. Yeah, that's, that's what he used instead of dick pic. Yeah, 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 yeah. the below the pants selfie. That's a dick pic, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jordan, I mean, truly touring with Jordan was was absolutely life-changing. I mean, it was about a year and a half. We did about 120 shows in about 20 different countries. You know, we so we were basically on the road for a year and a half. You know, every other day there was a show or sometimes we'd have six shows in six nights. Sometimes there was a day off here or there or we'd travel to Australia or bounce through America on the road in a bus, you know, whatever, however we could do it. But what I learned from that was this guy... Look, he's a clinical psychologist, mild-mannered clinical psychologist who was not looking for fame, but he started saying something true. And when he started saying something true and then applying that to politics and current events and everything else, an awful lot of people suddenly were like, wait a minute, this guy's really doing something powerful. And then I would, every night I would see uh, kids, I mean kids, they're not kids, but young adults basically that were doing the things that he wrote in the book. They were sitting up straight with their shoulders back, standing up straight with their shoulders back. They were taking life seriously. They were cleaning their room. They were trying to be the top lobster, all the all the <laughs> Peterson cliches I can give you. But they were doing it, and it was working. It was, And then I was meeting people, and it was, this guy, I was, I was on drugs. Now I'm off drugs. I mended this relationship with my parents. I got a better job. I, and it was like every night, it was like I would meet, literally I would meet hundreds of these people because we do meet and greets. And after you do that for so many times, if you don't realize there's something good here and something transcendent, and then what I realized was, well, like all of us, I still had things in my life that I wanted to sort through and work out and relationships I wanted to mend and everything else. And I started incorporating some of that in my life. I thought if I'm on tour with this guy and I'm not doing this stuff, then something's wrong with me. It's not the message. It's me. So I'm, I'm a better person for having done it. That's the best thing I can say about it, anyone, I think. I love that. And wouldn't you say that that is really the, I think the main message and, and that, and the reason why everyone resonated so much with that was because we really are in a difference between uh, victimhood and personal responsibility. And I know yeah. I get that people are turned off by the Republican pick yourself up by the bootstraps type of thing, because there are things in life that are out of your control, but the taking personal responsibility and saying like, okay, this is my fault, or not only is it just my fault, but there's something I can do about it, rather than relying on someone else and being the victim. Yeah. Isn't that the, the, the great paradox, I guess, in our country, the two different modes of thinking? Yeah, well, that's the dichotomy. That's the split. That's the fork in the road on this thing, that we have basically the left, which is just saying the government is going to do everything for you. It's going to tell you how much you can earn and when you can earn and when you can open your business and when you can go out of your house and endless cascade of things that they're basically saying we are going to do and if we don't let you go to work we'll give you money of course it's your money in the first place <laughs> like all of the nonsense and then there's this other side that albeit imperfectly is basically saying freedom is messy we can't solve all of your problems but look if you can't figure out in the last year and a half between lockdowns and the economic stuff and watching people rates of alcoholism explode and depression and everything else if you can't figure out what time it is right now then you really got to think about some stuff. You know what I mean? Like the part, in many ways, the Democrats are doing, I don't mean this to be purely partisan, but the Democrats are doing something really spectacular for us right now. They are showing us what they are. There's almost nothing left. It is a party run by a man with dementia that everyone knows he has dementia, coupled with 
Marxists that are now telling, you know, the democratic socialists, they used to say where they were democratic socialists and for years I kept saying they're going to drop democratic. Nobody says that anymore. They're in essence, AOC is basically saying she's a socialist. Bernie is not a, ca a capitalist, obviously. So they're saying what they are. They're showing what they are. And I don't think most people want to be that. I think young people can sort of be tricked into it, but I don't think most people want. Are that. we ever going to connect what has happened in other socialist communist countries no. with the with those ideas, with those policies? No, these idiots. They, well, well, we will. We will. But and, and I think we can help people see it. But, you know, even just in the last couple of weeks in Cuba, it's like the messaging out of BLM and AOC was lift the embargo. That'll solve the problem. And it's like, no, lift the embargo. You're helping the government. You are helping the government keep the stranglehold on the people. I mean, this isn't this isn't rocket science. This is actual psychology 101. You know what I mean? Like these people that are out there in the streets in Cuba, they want to be free. What are, they're, they're actually yelling freedom. They're yelling right. the word freedom. They're right? carrying the American flag. They're the American flag. <laughs> they're yelling the word liberty. Right. So it's like I want to free those people. I don't want to allow now because the people are rising up AOC's answer literally Bernie's answer the answer of the progressives is oh be nicer to the government I mean it's absolutely insane it's a you would think because it seems like democracy destroying democracy it's been the number one thing of course since the insurrection that occurred on yes on yes they, they remember, forgot all the weapons remember they, <laughs> dang it, they remember the six forever but uh you would think all this talk about how republicans are destroying democracy people aren't having the right to vote and then this thing happens in cuba and it seems like uh, maybe it's not principle principles that they're talking about no they're talking it's, about it's politics power. it's yeah. power it's not even politics it's power they want power I don't want power. I suspect you guys don't really want power. What you want is the ability for people to make decisions for themselves. And guess what? That's a little bit messy. And that's what they hate. They hate disorder. I mean, that's the irony. They call everyone else Nazis. But in many ways, I'm not here sitting, I'm not going to play their same game and call them Nazis. But in, in many ways, the Nazis wanted order. They wanted an extremely ordered society with a limited amount of things that could be said or read or talked about, etc. And that, in many ways, is what these guys want. I mean, imagine if they really took over. What what would be happening right now? You'd basically have no private companies. You would have state-run education that would be nothing more than brainwashing centers, which actually is pretty much what we have right now. You'd have completely backwards foreign policies where we'd be helping all of the bad guys and, and harming all of the good guys. They want power. And we'd have one brand of toothpaste. Yeah. That's what Bernie what, said. Why yeah. do we need and 12 deodorant. brands of toothpaste? <laughs> Whatever toothpaste Bernie's using is not the one I want to be using. I can assure you of that. So, um, so real quick, because uh, I, I know we got to go, tell us why we use we use Patreon for oh, our supporters. Oh, what are you doing? Tell us about a, another website that we could consider yeah. other than Patreon. Oh, well, first off, here's here's my locals girl right here. So you're going to talk to her in just a sec. All right. But look, Patreon, I was on Patreon for a while. I was really sort of the first one in the political space on Patreon. And then they did a couple things related to free speech that I didn't like. They got rid of a couple accounts. Jordan, myself, Sam Harris, a few of us left Patreon. That's really when I decided to start Locals. What my thought was, well, wait a minute, Patreon, really all Patreon is is a payment processor. They're not doing much for you guys other than they allow your subscribers to subscribe to you. And by the way, that's necessary and good, and I'm glad Patreon exists. However, there's a gajillion other things that you guys as content creators want. You should be able to own all of your stuff. So with Locals, we built it. We own all of the code, but it's your stuff. We build you the house. What you do in the house is up to you. So our video player is as fast and sleek as YouTube. You own it. You own the audio. You own the user data. We have an awesome app. You're going to get push notifications out to your people. You can live stream video from your phone. If I was kicked off YouTube, Twitter, Patreon, everywhere else today, 
I'd still be good. I'd, if everyone was kicked off all of those things, I, I'd be the most successful guy in, in this whole space. Because, <laughs> maybe that's the plan. Yeah, maybe that is the plan. But we have, we have a much, we, I mean, the truth is we have a much better product. It's bottom up. It's way more in line with your, I have no doubt, with your libertarian beliefs. And, uh, you know, you're not going to let Dave Rubin down, are you? No, no. Yeah. That's, I mean, what are you doing? That's what are you why doing I'm sleeping. That's night. an unfair <laughs> sales pitch there, Theo. I thought that, I thought like, that it seemed right on. to me. It seemed right. It seemed um, right. So tell us what's Look, the truth, is, the truth is Patreon could kick you guys off for any reason tomorrow. And, and locals will not. You cannot break the laws of the United States. If you don't do that, you're good. So, so tell us what's next for Dave Rubin. So you, you just had your book come out not, not yeah. that long ago, Don't Burn yeah. This Book. Um, you know, you're doing, obviously, speech, uh, speak, speaking and yep. every, all those engagements. What's next? Well, next week I will announce my next book, and it'll go on pre-sale on uh, July 30th. Nice. And then, uh, you know, I do this August off-the-grid thing, so I disappear for a month. No phone, no TV, no news, no nothing. I'm going to disappear into the jungle. I'm not kidding. For a month. And uh, on September 1st, I come back. Adam Carolla is going to host the show, fill me in on everything that I missed. For the month, so God only knows. I mean, Biden's head could have exploded. America, <laughs> America could have completely collapsed. I mean, yeah. who the hell knows? You know, yeah. it's, it's always weird, but I feel like this year is particularly weird. And uh, and then beyond that, I mean, we just got a ton going on with locals. So it's great that you guys are going to join us on locals.com. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, as a personal fantastic. recommendation for everyone watching, yeah. I. Don't Burn This Book is an amazing book, by the way. It's all right. It's I did right. have to burn it, though, because I don't like when people tell me not to do anything. <laughs> that so. was the plan. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reverse sorry. psychology. Yeah. Very clever. All right. Yeah. Dave, thank you so much it for your It was a pleasure, guys. I, I think you're going to do great on Locals. This is very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are a salesman. You. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> why I get the big bucks. <laughs> all right. <Thank laughs> all right. Pleasure, guys. Much, Appreciate it. Take care. <laughs> okay.